we hear about how a nonprofit tries to get high school girls in need into tech. Today on the K 12 Engineering Education Podcast. I'm Pius Wong. Recently, I spoke to Dana DeFebo, both a web librarian at the University of Texas and one of the local leaders of Chick Tech Austin. I sat down with Dana during her lunch break to talk about Chick Tech Austin's mission, its volunteers, and even its name. Hear it next. Chick Tech Austin is one chapter out of almost 30 chapters of the national nonprofit Chick Tech, based in Portland, Oregon. And the chapter in Austin, Texas, is starting its third year here. So my name is Dana DeFebo. I'm the assistant director of the Chick Tech Austin chapter. Um, our director is Nicole Barada. I know Nicole got started with Chick Tech. Dana explained how Chick Tech Austin started in that tried and true way, meeting people and building a team. Several years ago, Nicole Barada was on a business trip in Portland at OzCon. That's a big convention for open source software. And at OzCon, Nicole met a computer engineer named Janice, Janice Levenhagen Seeley to be exact. Janice is the founder of Chick Tech National. The two hit it off, and soon Nicole started a Chick Tech chapter in Texas. Now back to Dana. How did Dana get started and, um, with Nicole? I met her on a librarian social forum because Nicole's a former librarian, so um, she was looking for volunteers, and so I answered that call, and uh, the rest is history. But yeah, we, we started um, about three years ago in November. Um, it was just the two of us for a little while, and uh, we've been slowly building our uh, leadership team. That leadership team led to the kickoff of their high school educational program in November 2016. What we do is we um, we reach out to area high school teachers and ask for them to nominate girls in their class or girls that they know. It doesn't necessarily have to be girls that they are currently teaching, but former students um, that are between the grades of ninth and, and 12th grade that have, have shown an aptitude for math and science, but really haven't either had the opportunity or the interest or the confidence necessarily to pursue technology. So computer science, robotics, even some kinds of engineering, either because, you know, there's, you know, the robotics club is all guys and they don't feel comfortable being the only girl or maybe there's like one girl in there or it's just not something that's really on their radar. So we ask them to nominate up to 15 girls um, that they know to participate in the program. Um, we're also looking um, mainly for girls who've really never done anything with, haven't built an app or have not taken any kind of computer science technology class. And the other, the other thing that we're also looking for is girls who are kind of on the, on the lower income spectrum. So these are girls who probably have missed out on some opportunities yes. that other folks yeah. have had. Yeah. Usually, you know, their, their, their parents are not all college educated or even if they are college educated, their, their parents just aren't on, you know, don't really know a lot about technology and aren't able to really advise them in, in, pursuing something like that. Um, so what we are, it's the, the program is really an introductory program to what a career in technology would look like. And we have a very broad 
definition of what technology could be. Yeah, so it's not questions. necessarily software. It could be hardware. The programs or the instruction that we're able to offer is really just based on the people in the Austin area that are available to teach it. So Austin's a big software community. Yeah. Um, but we do have some people that are able to teach some hardware um, things, um, robotics. You know, we, we've made some connections with people who are in biomedical and engineering tech um, so we're not looking at just computer, computer science. You, you yourself, you are a librarian, but yes. you work with IT, information mm -hmm. technology, yes. but you make connections with all these other groups around Austin. Yes. Yeah, so um, we we do a lot of tabling. Uh, we, we send out a lot of emails. Um, it was, you know, slow going at first, but I think we've made a little bit of a name for ourselves. A lot of people have maybe heard of us before, you know, because when we first got started, it was a little bit frustrating because we really, we had this program, this great program we wanted to offer, but nobody really knew about us. So we went to like every tabling event that we possibly could, just even if it didn't seem relevant, we just were like, hey, this is who we are. Um, but going back to the high school program, um, so we, we get teachers to nominate the girls to participate in this program. And so we, we gather you know, I think the last couple of years we've gotten three to 400 nominations. Um, and then we send out an invitation to the girls, um, inviting them to register for the program. Getting these couple hundred nominations of teenage girls to invite can be a challenge. Dana says Chick Tech has a rule that girls cannot choose themselves to be in the program. Only because we really want the girls who have no idea that this would be good for them. And if the girls, you know, you know, aware enough to be able to self-select into the program, they're not, I'm not saying that they wouldn't benefit from it, but we're really trying to get the girls who are, have no idea. Okay. Um, so that's why we ask. And we also don't really, except for a few occasions, um, we really ask that only teachers or mentors or, um, you know, coaches, um, someone that's not related to the student dominates them. It doesn't necessarily have to be sure, a teacher, sure. um, only because we feel that it's a little bit more special to a girl if, um, or just a, ch you know, a child in general, if someone other than their parent is saying, I believe in you, I think this would be great for you. If it's a parent, we feel like the, the girl may or may not, may not be interested in in doing it because they feel like oh it's something my parents want me to do so um so yeah that's why we don't let them self-select into the program but so we send out um we actually print out the letters and then we send the letters to an ambassador at the school so a teacher who says i will distribute these to to the girls um so it's a physical letter let's get hands delivered to them um but yeah once they're once they get the nomination letter and they can decide that's when they can basically self-select into the program right. and how many students end up choosing so to enroll? we have room for about 100 girls uh, we are 100 percent volunteer run everything is funded through donations um so our capacity is limited by how much we can afford to to um, provide, but about a hundred girls um, we can we can bring. We accept a little bit more than that because there's always like kind of a some girls who just end up well not being able to because of a sports event or they just don't show up. Maybe they forgot, you know. But nearly a hundred show up um, for the first kickoff weekend. Dana explains that in the first kickoff weekend during the school year in December. The girls are assigned a workshop to go to based on their preferences. 
They have several workshop choices, so I asked Dana what some of the coolest ones were. They're all cool. Um, <laughs> the robotics one is really is really popular. They really love um, robotics. They build a little little rover um, that that they can control with an app. Okay. There's actually a group of four UT students that um, have their own nonprofit for encouraging. Texas undergrads. Yes, yes, yes. They started out when their first year with us. They were freshmen. Wow. So they're they're you know they're um, four girls that two of them are twins, <laughs> um, whose parents work in the industry okay. and so they were brought up with this and so they, you know, they're able to pay it forward to. I'm sure they're passionate. They, they're they very passionate. Yeah, like I think, um, you know, they're. I don't know what their majors are, but some of them are computer science. Um, but yeah, they they uh, they come in and teach the girls to do um, robotics. It's really great to have. I mean, they're as close to. The, you know, our students age as basically anyone because they're, you know, under 20. Right. So it's really great to have particularly them teaching because the girls, it's a really great role model for them because they're fairly young and they can see what's, what's what they're capable of. Um, we have another one that was um, digital filmmaking that the girls love to do. It's a create, it's a kind of a combination of technology and creativity. And that's another thing too, is like, we're really trying to show girls that technology is everywhere. Like you don't have to be a computer scientist to work in tech. You can do UX, you can do graphic design. So there's a lot of, um, if you have another passion, there's a chance you can combine that with technology if, if you're so inclined. And so we do Android app development. We have an, an, a developer from Microsoft does a, a wearable tech. That's um, cool. Yeah, and they yeah, they yeah. create like a little smartwatch, I guess. They create it's a, a smartwatch. Yeah, so it's I a very low tech. It's, yeah. it's low tech, okay. but it's high tech. I mean, the girls can low, continue to go to a four to six hour Saturday workshop like the ones Dana described until June of that school year. But yeah, so they do a monthly workshop. They don't have that's you know. They don't have to do it. Um, we do ask them that they participate in at least one to two um, after kickoff. And some girls after kickoff, they're just like, this isn't really for me. That was fun, but I'm not really interested. And then we have some girls who go to every single workshop. You know, they really want to take advantage of the opportunity. Chick Tech Austin's team of volunteers faces certain challenges trying to serve more girls. Our main demographic are girls that are low income. Mm -hmm. A lot of times um, their parents aren't able to provide them logistical support, I guess, um, in terms of getting rides. So we try to remove that barrier. We provide transportation if it's needed for all of our workshops. We also provide food for for that. Um, We haven't had anybody really take advantage of this yet, but um, if needed, we would coordinate for childcare, either for sibling care. A lot of girls are and responsible for, you know, taking care of siblings while their parents work on the weekend or, you know, a girl who may have a child of her own. You know, we haven't, again, we haven't had to do that yet, but it's something that we are prepared to do when needed. Um, So again, we're trying to reduce the barrier as much as possible. Um, And this, this past year, we started another thing called pop-up workshops and the pop-ups are available to any girl in high school in the Austin area. We don't provide transportation for that one um, because it's uh, stretching our, our resources a little too thin. But it's intended for you know our girls to be able to invite their sister or a friend. Um, so we open it up to our girls first, and then we um, advertise it with the schools and yeah, like yeah. Girl Scouts things like that. 
What's been the effect? I know you mentioned that some girls might not be interested in the beginning, but then mm-hmm. some girls are loving it. Yeah. What do you think the the real impact I, has been? I think it's opened their eyes to, even if they don't continue on, I think it's opened their eyes to what the possibilities are available to them um, to at least try to seek out um, advice from from other adults in their life. I think a lot of times people choose professions or what they're going to do with their life after high school, oftentimes based on lack of opportunity, but also just not knowing what's out there and not having someone in their life being like, you can do this. This is what's available. Here's how we can help. You know, so the another thing we we started this year was a mentorship program within our within the, our cohort. That's what we call the girls who come in every year, and the girls can only participate for one year. Um, so it's not they can't go from year to year, but the girls who have participated in past years are um, we allow them come back as volunteers for so they can kind of yeah. still be involved. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our mentorship program um, was pretty successful this year. Um, we did very thorough job of vetting our mentors and they kind of have a, a more one-on-one relationship um, with with the girls that want to participate in that. That's a pretty rare opportunity, I think, for a lot of people. I mean, even someone like me, I feel like this is one reason why I got involved in Chick Tech and another, you know, why Nicole also did and most everyone else is that we would have really benefited from from a program like this. Although I didn't come from a low-income family. I was fairly middle class. Uh, my parents just didn't really know anything about technology. And I was always the one kind of tinkering on a computer. But, you know, there weren't a lot of resources available. And I don't, I didn't have anyone to really foster that. Not because they didn't want to. It just wasn't available. It wasn't right. there. And so, um, you know, some girls can persevere and they go and find their own opportunities. I think it's pretty rare for for anyone of any gender actually to go and do that. As far as we are still gathering data on what our actual impact is, um, so that again we're we're fairly new, new. Yeah. yeah. So right. you know we're we're definitely in a data gathering sure. phase. But again, yeah, I think just exposing them, yeah, I think does does a lot yeah. just to encourage them. And that's what a lot of people in the STEM education space mm-hmm. have been saying. Exposure yeah. and the education mm-hmm. that you're doing seems to be really helpful. Yeah, and I think it's demystifying to the world of technology mm-hmm. in that, it, again, like, uh, you know, when I think people think of, of tech, they think software, they think computer science, they think coding. Especially in Austin. Yeah, especially like in Austin. And yeah. so even girls who even have it on their radar may not really understand that. You might have a limited view yes, of what it is. Yeah. Okay. In fact, what are some of those misconceptions that you've seen or that you've heard about? Do they come in uh, thinking They think it'll something? be boring, actually, really? yeah. And they, um, but they, you managed to convince them to come in that first day. Yeah. But, some of them are, are just like little little rebels, I think. They're like, I wanna, I'm <laughs> going to try something new, you know? And so they're huh. like, they're kind of bucking their own, like, suspicions about what it might be like we actually had a girl last year i think she was really interested in doing like cosmetology or something when she was older and she did the um she did the digital filmmaking um workshop and so she was like you know i I really i would have never thought i could or would be able to do this and so it's really maybe start thinking about maybe doing something different 
whether or not she goes into filmmaking or another tech. Sure. Maybe she just adopts it as a hobby. But I think having a technical literacy is is advantageous to anyone, whether or not they're working in a tech field or not. Yeah, totally. So just being able to be adept at figuring things out. Really, it's it's, uh, problem solving. That's ultimately, I think, what they come away with is learning how to problem solve in creative ways and using technology to solve a problem when applicable. Different initiatives, businesses, and organizations that target STEM and STEM education are cropping up around the country these days, including those targeting girls. I asked Dana, what makes Chick Tech Austin unique among them? So we are trying to fill fill a gap, I think, um, that exists with, there seems to be, you know, a lot of a push for education, STEM education for younger students, middle students, middle, yeah, middle-aged yeah, students, yeah. um, there's, uh, you know, there's another program, a nonprofit, m- much more well-established than we are called Girl yeah, Start. I, I That's available. A little while yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. But you're right, they're um, a younger. They're younger. I think they stop in like a I sixth think it's grade, fifth or sixth, fifth or sixth grade. grade. Yeah. yeah. So then there's, you know. A seventh and eighth, you know, that's there's a gap there. We would love to be able to expand our program. Um, our first year, we actually did accept eighth graders because we were new and we really wanted to have a full class. So um, that worked out. But okay. as we've gotten more um, established, we've kind of gone back to our what our, our initial mandate is, is to do high school. But yeah, we're trying to fill a gap because um, I feel like once they get into high school, I think a lot of times people are like, well, there you go. Fend for yourself. You know, right. you can try to figure it out. You're an adult even though you're like 13. So, um, you know, I think there's, you know, a lot of, and there's a lot of disparity amongst the different schools. So um, I think we definitely, especially the charter schools, like a lot of the charter schools, the teachers, you know, we get thank you notes at the end of the school year being like, thank you so much for providing this because, you know, we don't, right. It's, it's not something that they can, they can offer um, to the extent that we do. It's, 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 provide an opportunity to to people that wouldn't have otherwise gotten it yeah that's um, so surprising either. to me yeah. especially in austin mm-hmm. that was one of the things i was wondering too because yeah. some people might think hey we've got google and all these startups mm-hmm. and facebook and and mm-hmm. not just software companies but other engineering companies yeah. hardware companies and yet some girls some kids are not aware of the types of jobs that are yeah out there yeah they're they're, they may be aware, but they maybe they think, well, that's not, I couldn't do that. That's yeah. not for me. I'm not good enough. Yeah. Um, and computer science is, is hard. Engineering is hard. But I think sometimes people just need a little bit of a push just to say it's it's hard, but if you like it, keep going. You know, yeah. like yeah. sometimes people like the struggle. And I think struggle actually teaches people a lot, you know, if they have the fortitude to go through it. And I think, um, you know, everyone's situation is different. Again, we're trying to get the girls that wouldn't have self-selected into that program. And there's, there's actually quite a, probably a few programs for girls who are aware of it and then have the means to get to it, um, and provide, you know, pay for any additional costs. You know, again, we don't, we don't charge the girls a penny for anything mm-hmm. for their, for their workshop. The first, um, weekend, most, of them have something that they can take with them. So either yeah. it's a website that they built or a film that they that's, made. That's so those really are virtual cool. things that they took yeah. away from, but it's theirs. Um, or if something physical that they yeah. can take away. So the robot, they get to keep that robot. And we provide all of the 
laptops that we need. So um, one thing that is a little bit of a barrier is a lot of girls, a lot, they, they learn all this stuff, but then they don't have a computer at home. So that's one thing that we really haven't been able to really address that well. Um, we don't really have the means to buy a computer for them, to, for them to have. Um, but, you know, most schools do have a computer lab, so it'll be harder for those girls to, to keep going on at the rate that maybe some others would be if they had a laptop or, a, you know, we do we do track these these statistics. I don't know if this is exactly right, but approximately 40% of the girls that participate in our program do not have a computer at home. Adults not only are volunteers at Chick Tech, getting background checked, transporting teams, running workshops, and being mentors for girls, but some adults are also served by Chick Tech. Dana talked about their Women in Tech conference called Act W. We did it for two days two years ago. And so that that's kind of where we're for most of our event like adult stuff will be focused on on the ActW conference. Okay. Um, most of the chapters try to have an ActW conference every year or every other year. Oh, cool. Since it's a lot of time and resources, it's hard for us as you know, we're we're volunteers, the ones who run the program. Yeah. So as we get more people involved in our leadership team, um, we'll be ex- we'll expand. Can you talk about uh, more about the adults involved? So you said there are volunteers. Uh, you also interact with teachers and educators yeah. and the professionals and mentors. Uh, maybe one by one, how would volunteers get involved with you all? So yeah, we've got on our website, which is uh, atx.chicktech.org. Um, We've got a volunteer form. We are we look for instructors to teach either a workshop, um, like a kickoff workshop. So it'd be like a two day, about ten hour workshop over the two days. You've got curriculum or projects um, already? No, we don't. So oh, wow. that's one thing that again, that's it's a little bit more. We're we're not locked into a curriculum, yeah. but at the same time, it it's, can be difficult to find people who are willing to teach because. They don't have any experience building a curriculum mm-hmm. of a workshop. They have a subject matter expertise, mm-hmm. but they're not really attuned to teaching and building a, a workshop. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, but we, we do have uh, Elena Winsler. Um, she is our like education expert. I would say on our team, um, she works with the with the instructors on on reviewing curriculum and coming up with active learning techniques um, and things to cover. But yeah, it, it, we do kind of rely on the instructors to at least come up with like a bare bones like curriculum, and then we can help them flush it out because they're the ones who have who know have the the knowledge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we just try to help them structure it in a way that the girls won't find boring. Yeah. They don't like sitting. Yeah, and I'm like sure. being talked at right. uh, for a whole weekend or a day <laughs> when they've been doing that all. Dana you know. talked about how many of Chick Tech's volunteers are not necessarily technical or not content experts. For example, for that first kickoff weekend, she estimates they have over 100 volunteers um, working with us that come and do logistical things. Um, their room monitors. A lot of like a lot of our our instructors don't really know how to interact with girls or understand how to do classroom control because they're not teachers yeah they're not teachers so 
they're teenagers. They get yeah, distracted. Yeah. They can, you know, be disruptive sometimes. Um, so yeah. having having teachers or people who maybe are parents of teenagers who know how to like be like if you sit were down, looking for a certain attention. type yeah. of person, so it's someone yeah. who can. We, I don't we say try deal to. With, well, I mean, but. we we um, we do a uh, a plushy like a soft circuits workshop. Uh-huh. Um, they build like a um, they use the uh, lily pad Arduino. Yeah. And they build like a little plushie that lights up and plays music. And so we need volunteers that know how to sew. So oh, wow. you don't have to be a tech. You don't have to know anything about tech. Right. I mean, if you don't know anything about, we we can still use volunteers. We are oftentimes doing tabling events where we're talking to people to get the spread the word. Um, so yeah, we look for all manner of, of volunteers. We actually don't have a lot of volunteers that are tech savvy to be like teacher assistants or just help with with the workshops to be able to answer questions mm-hmm. with the girls so um a lot of times we just ask volunteers to like kind of follow along despite um, all this dana still says her nonprofit would love to have more technical people to rely on software developers engineers and other tech professionals we talked more about handling volunteers in austin it's one of those things that's delicate balance where we we don't we don't want too many volunteers yeah, for an right. event because if everyone shows up, then we won't have a lot for them to do. Yeah. But really, people who are interested in engaging with girls and just like sitting alongside them and answering, helping answer questions. Um, Which may not be for everyone. It's not for everyone. No. I think sometimes we've had volunteers who are just, they don't realize what, what it is that they volunteered for and they come and then they can just kind of sit in the back of the room and... You know, yeah. um, so that doesn't happen often, but it does happen. So we, we try to like balance it. But, you know, sometimes people volunteer and then something comes up. So they have to cancel and yeah. or they just forget or, you know, whatever. So yeah. we um, we also have uh, one thing that we're really looking for is people to be uh, transportation volunteers. That's been a difficult logistical thing for us to try to wrangle, um, especially for the for just for the monthlies, because it's usually one or two, maybe three girls. But of course, one of them's in Round Rock, and one of them's in South Austin, and one of them's in Mainer, and so uh, we can't have one person picking all of those girls up and right, driving you're them. Your yeah, Uber system. Okay. Yeah, so uh, transportation volunteers are something that we uh, really really need. It's so interesting that yeah. an education nonprofit or organization mm-hmm. has all these other issues to contend with that I yeah. wouldn't have thought about. It's it's part. Sometimes I feel like it's a part time job um, that we we have the leadership team just thinking about other things that are just to, to accomplish our mission. It's a lot of logistical, a lot of project management. You know, for for any one of our our leaders has something that they're dealing with that's um, they you wouldn't think about until you're actually starting to do it. Um, but yeah, the logistics does take up quite a bit. It's so funny. Like the girls, um, as one, it's just, I think it's a result of whatever their personal situation is, but some of them don't have a phone. So sure. it's like trying to coordinate. Some of them's parents don't speak English. Yeah, so it's yeah, like trying course. to coordinate with them. Okay, I'm going to pick you up at this time at this location, just making sure that they got that email. Like a lot of times we don't get responses from the girls, but they got it. They just don't they don't think to respond to us to let us know that, yes, I I compute. I understand exactly what my instructions are. So, again, it's just dealing with teenagers. <laughs> it's like, you know, most of us on our leadership team do not have children. Um, so I think one that gives us the opportunity to 
give more of our time. Um, but it's also like we don't have a lot of experience personally dealing with with kids. So maybe you want parent volunteers in some Yeah, degree. if we could get some parents that have our parents are teenagers. You can deal with that. Yes, they yes. don't want they don't Sometimes another... we just need a mom in the in the room to of kind the, of of the participant. Yeah. Or no, no, or, or like just a, a mom, mom just someone who's who's used to commanding some kind of authority, you know, using the mom voice um to like get them to pay attention. Yeah, there's a certain amount of authority, I think, that you learn when you're a parent versus when you're not a parent. I don't think, it, yeah, it's a little bit foreign for us, for us that don't have children to try to wrangle the girls. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I mean, most of the girls, I mean, we have very few like behavioral issues that we deal with. The most of them are very happy to be participating. But yeah, I mean, just just an excitement, just having them focus their attention. So that's why we love having teachers be volunteers. A lot of times the teachers that did nominate do participate and volunteer. So yeah, and then uh, corporate corporate like partnerships, we, we really love. A lot of times tech companies give their employees, um, there's a benefit for them volunteering to the, to the organization. So we get money for their volunteer time. So for like uh, Apple gives um, the organization money for every hour that one of their employees spends volunteering. I think Microsoft does too. Microsoft is a, is a huge supporter of our program and we've been really, really thankful. They've been Um, supporting a lot of different um, educational things I've seen. Yes. Yes. Um, We have a particular uh, volunteer at at Microsoft that has been really, really amazing. Um, here in Austin. So uh, we've really benefited from, from his involvement, but yeah, we, we don't say no to anybody. Um, the only thing, and, and, and volunteer opportunities are open to people of any gender. Um, we, we only restrict by gender for the participants of the actual high school program. Um, and that includes girl, females, anybody who identifies as female as well. So Chick Tech Austin doesn't restrict their volunteers by gender, and its adult programs also serve all genders, but the high school program is restricted. The organization has had a few complaints here and there about that, Dana says, but the majority of people have been supportive. The organization also faced a little flack for something else. We've gotten some pushback about our name, too, like uh, using oh, the word chick I, I, in tech. That's right. The word chick in chick tech. Should we be down with that? Yeah. Um, basically, our, our response to that is that, you know, women are allowed to call themselves whatever they want. And we can we can identify ourselves as chick. And we're, in a way, trying to just reclaim the word that it's not a, something derogatory. It's something that we can use. And it's something that uh, there can be femininity in tech. Um, and this is kind of the way that we, we introduce it. I mean, we do have like our, you know, our colors are pink and, and teal and brown. So um, we try to fall on sort of a neutral spectrum when it comes to that branding. But um, yeah, so that's... Uh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. What do you think the future is with... Chick Tech Austin. Uh, I I hope that we um, can grow um, exponentially. It would be great for us to be able to get 
enough resources where we can actually have a dedicated um, person running it rather than a, a volunteer, uh, all of us volunteering. Um, we, we really like it, but like we can see the benefit of somebody spending full time, you know, fundraising and developing and making, making partnerships. So, um, we'd really love to be able to expand to a, a middle school program as well. Um, but again, it's just limited by the more, the more programs we have, the more people we need to, to run them. So, um, managing even, you know, with us trying to just manage our, our leadership team can be time consuming. Um, but I, I really hope that the girls that participate in our program actually pursue something um, that they, I, it's something that it would be hard to actually collect data on, but I'm, I'm hoping that eventually we can do like kind of a longitudinal type study wow. and, and reach out to the girls that have participated, see where they are right. in five years and 10 years and and feel that we made some kind of impact um on on what they have chosen to do and hopefully have increased the quality of their life with it you know technology is a is a high income potential there's a potential there's sure. high high income potential um and i'm hoping it'll maybe break some of the girls out of out of growing up in poverty and trying to set them off even the girls who are not you know, I, it would be we really want to see more women in tech right now. There are more women in tech than there used to be, but not by much. And a lot of them don't stay in tech because, again, this culture of um, just women not really feeling comfortable um, in a male dominated um, space. And I'm hoping it'll it'll eventually change the culture. You know, a lot of companies have successfully changed their culture, but most haven't. So it'll, it'll be something that I'll be interested to see. And, it's a and, grand mission. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I look forward to yeah. following up with you and, and everything that your team yeah. does. Thank you so much for, oh, for thank having me. Thank you, Dana. Yeah. We'll hear more from you later. Great. Thanks. Dana DeFebo is Assistant Director of the Austin Chapter of Chick Tech. Want to learn more about Chick Tech, Act W, Arduinos, or anything else you heard today? Check the show notes for links. You can also visit the podcast website for more. Check it out at k12engineering.net. Help me share the show. Leave a rating, review, or comment on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, the Public Radio Exchange, PRX, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Twitter and Facebook, and if you're in Austin, Let's grab a coffee sometime. Finally, special thank you to my supporters on Patreon. Once again, you make this show possible. I couldn't do it without your support. So if you would like to support the show too, because you aren't doing it yet, just go to my Patreon page for my studio. It's patreon.com slash pioslabs. That's P-I-O-S-L-A-B-S. A link to the Patreon page is also on the show notes and website. Our closing music is from the song Yes And by Steve Combs, used under a Creative Commons Attribution License. The K-12 Engineering Education Podcast is a production of my independent studio, Pios Labs, in Austin, Texas, where I work on several digital projects like this show. You should check them out. Thank you for listening. Keep on engineering. Keep on educating. And listen again soon. Bye.